0: Welcome to Star Being, the podcast that explores the cosmic essence within you. I'm your host, Tara Lee. In this space, Star Being is an invitation to connect with your divine spark, to journey towards higher consciousness and your boundless potential. Like stars in the night sky, we are interconnected with the celestial realm, serving as guiding lights in the vast universe. As we embark on this transformative journey through realms of wisdom, healing, beauty and conscious living, Star Being serves as your guiding star, sparking curiosity, igniting change and revealing the path of self-discovery and spiritual exploration. Just as stars evolve, so does the essence of Star Being, signifying a connection between your personal spiritual evolution and the cosmic order. A reminder that you are on a path of continuous growth. Join me on this cosmic adventure where we transcend earthly limitations and tap into the universal consciousness that unites us all. Welcome to episode three: Astrological New Year, Your Cosmic Blueprint, and Planting Seeds of Intention. Thank you so much for all your love and support on the launch and the first two episodes of Star Being. There were definitely moments in my journey where I thought those self-sabotaging thoughts where I was like, what what am I doing? Uh, But your heartfelt shares and just how much you've taken away already from the first two episodes has really reinforced me why I'm doing this. So I want to thank you so much for that. And in this episode, I want to speak about the Vedic numerology of 2024, the lunar nodes and how these dictate the themes of this coming year, how to work with the cosmic energy through the year with each of the zodiac signs as a theme for each of the months, cyclical living with the moon cycles, and how I plan my astrological year with leaning into my dasha periods which are also known as planetary periods. And I guess the thing that I want you to take away from this episode is really tapping into that intentional and conscious living. So when we take notice of the cycles of the planet and we choose to live um, with the seasons, that's where the magic happens. And that's where we become really connected, connected to the cosmos, but also connected to ourselves. So I really would love you to embrace uh, this episode with that lens. And, you know, thinking about overall, how you want to feel in 2024. And when it comes to the Vedic New Year, this actually doesn't astrologically occur. The astrological New Year doesn't occur until the 9th of April 2024. And the Vedic New Year falls when the new moon is in the sidereal sign of Pisces, which is on that date. And This is going to be a really interesting one because on that date, on the 9th of April, it's actually when we have an eclipse, a solar eclipse. So there is going to be a lot of energy there, which I will go into when we get closer to that date. But for now, I want to talk about 2024 because there's a lot of collective energy here behind it. In Vedic numerology, the universal year number for 2024 is eight. And so this combines the energies of the number two and also the number four. So the number two is the moon. And this is an emphasis on emotions, intuition, this balance in our relationships and this focus on emotional intelligence. So these are really the themes of the year. And then we look at number four, which is connected to Rahu. And this is a lunar node and Rahu energy encourages ambition, unconventional thinking, a determined pursuit of goals and pursuing them through innovative strategies. So again, really thinking outside the box. And then number eight, which is Saturn, and this symbolises success, power, abundance and material achievements, and really this focused on disciplined efforts and that sustained hard work as well. So the practical ways that we can work with these themes of the universal year eight is Working with number two energy, which is the moon energy, this focus on emotional intelligence. So practicing this self-reflection. So taking time to regularly reflect on your emotions and your responses to situations. And this is important when we look at it through a karmic lens because we always want to respond rather than react because when we're reacting to a situation, that's where we create more karma. So having this practice of self-reflection, you can start refining that. And then over time, you know, start burning off some of this karma by not creating any more. Also with this emotional intelligence and embodying this number two is working on effective communication. So empathetic communication, working on clear communication both in our personal and professional relationships, there's also an emphasis on partnership building, so really cultivating partnerships that are based on mutual understanding and cooperation. Then working with the energy of number four, which is Rahu, practically uh, working with this with setting ambitious goals, so identifying those ambitious yet achievable goals and creating a strategic plan so you can accomplish them. There's also this focus on thinking creatively, so embracing the unconventional thinking in problem solving and decision making. And this focus of continuous learning, so staying up to date with innovative trends and technology technologies in your field and then when we're working with the Saturn energy of number eight this focus on disciplined achievement so goal setting setting those clear and specific goals cultivating that strong worth work ethic so emphasizing that consistency and that dedication And then also this aspect of financial planning, so focusing on that disciplined financial planning and investment for that long-term success. So those are the themes and how you can practically start to apply them in your life this year. And then when we look at the lunar nodes, in November 2023, the lunar nodes of the moon shifted And they shift every 18 months. So when these lunar nodes shift, it is a big change in energy. And this is why they can dictate the energy of the year. And so in Vedic astrology, there are two points in the sky called Rahu and Ketu. And these are also known as the North Node and the South Node in Western astrology. These points represent where the moon's path crosses the sun's path in the sky. And in Vedic astrology, they are considered a really important part of understanding our karmic influences and our life lessons. So when these move, um, not only do they affect the collective energy, but also they are highlighting different areas of, of our life. And so in November, 2023, and we're in this placement until May, 2025, the North node has now moved into the sign of Pisces and the South node or K2 has moved into the sign of Virgo. And so keep in mind that I am a Vedic astrologer. So this is different to any Western um, placements. So looking at the themes of Pisces and Virgo and this shift, there's this focus on spiritual awakening. So Pisces is a sign that is associated with spirituality and the etheric realms. So the transit of Rahu in Pisces can stimulate this collective interest in spiritual Um, practices, spiritual pursuits, uh, intuitive practices, a deeper exploration of, you know, more of the metaphysical concepts. And you might notice that people are starting to be drawn to more of the mystical experiences and seeking a higher understanding of existence as well. And I've sort of started to see this already happen. And so there will be this focus on increased intuition and insight and this growing of, and this heightened intuition. So on a collective level, really taking our power back and bringing it back to our inner world. And so there might be this increased sensitivity to more of the subtle energies, more dreams, more spiritual insights. And it's, like I said, it's really going to um, encourage this connection with our inner guidance. And, you know, over the last couple of years, we have started to outsource that. So I feel this is a, a big shift in the collective consciousness. There's also going to be a focus on technology and that can be overlaid with this spiritual platform. So, This influence of Rahu in Pisces can lead to innovative developments in technology um, around spiritual exploration. So, there might be more platforms, more apps, more virtual communities that are focused on spiritual practices, meditation, holistic well being that can really uh, gain more prominence um, over the next 18 months. And I think with this with this technological advancements, you know, because Virgo is also highlighted here, the sign of health and healing, those advancements in healthcare and those more of those innovative solutions that can help with health-related challenges. But I think we also need to be mindful about our smart devices and, you know, wearing them on our body <laughs> um, and, yeah, just discerning Uh, that as well, especially some of these devices now are actually on our pulse points and in Ayurveda, what we call like our mama points. Um, So yeah, being being mindful of these uh, technology advancements and making sure we're using them and they're not using us. There's also going to be a focus on healing modalities. So Pisces is associated with healing. So this transit of Rahu in this sign may bring more attention to alternative healing modalities. So energy work, holistic health practices. So there's going to be this surge of interest in mind, body, spirit wellness. So more of the ancient wisdom like Ayurveda and, and Chinese medicine. There will also be a focus on collective empathy and compassion because Pisces is a very compassionate and empathetic sign. So the transit of Rahu in Pisces, in combined with K2 in Virgo, can really create that sense of empathy, and we will be more attuned to the needs of others and have this willingness to really contribute to more of a collective well-being. When I go back to the technological advancements, especially when it comes to healthcare and things like that, the thing that we also need to be mindful of is confusion and deception. And like I touched on, while there is this spiritual potential is really high during this, um, this time, the influence of Rahu in Pisces, there can also be this risk of confusion and deception. And it's going to be important that you discern information and you approach your spiritual practices in a really grounded and discerning mindset. And why I say that is because Pisces is symbolized as the true fish, one swimming up, one swimming down. So that's Symbolizing one swimming up towards enlightenment and the other one swimming downwards towards materialism or the the Maya, so illusion. And so there is, you know, those two paths. And so being mindful of that and what one of my um, spiritual teachers used to say is as the, as we start getting more technology on, on this plane, um, there becomes like a, th- a, thicker fog for us to navigate through. And so this is where that discernment comes into play here as well. So that is the energy of the lunar nodes until May, 2025. And then, The way that I work with the astrological seasons or the astrological signs is that I uh, lean into the themes of each of the months and I work on the, the astrological months. So currently we are in Sagittarius season and when I say season, I mean that our sun is currently in the constellation of Sagittarius until the 15th of January. And then our sun moves into the constellation of Capricorn. And so just keeping in mind here that, again, I'm following Vedic astrology, which follows the astronomy, so what is actually happening above us. And these are different from the Western system, And so with this, I use this energy of what season we're currently in. So currently now, being in Sagittarius season, this is a really beautiful opportunity for you to tap into your expansive goals. Because with this Sagittarius energy, it's symbolized as the archer. So, you know, his arrow is pulled back, aiming towards the sky. So really this symbolism of this visionary, um, you know, and Sagittarius is this fire sign. So, has a lot of energy there, but it's orientated towards enthusiasm and passion and exploration. So I love setting my goals and my intentions when I'm in Sagittarius season, because I'm tapping into this energy and Sagittarius has this you know, emphasis on expansion and exploration and really this belief in limitless possibilities. And this is the energy that we want to set our big visionary goals in. Sagittarius is governed by the planet Jupiter and this is associated with um, expansion of consciousness, higher learning and, you know, zooming out to the big picture of life. And that is, you know, tapping into that vision of, you know, the, the big picture and journey of life. So I would really love you to tap into this as astrological season of Sagittarius right now to really lean into your expansive, visionary, limitless <laughs> path and also writing this down can I just emphasize how important it is to physically materialize your goals or your vision in this reality? And there have been numerous studies that have shown only 3% of the population set goals and only about 1% actually write them down. And people who write down their goals are 42% more likely to achieve them than those who don't. So setting your intentions, really anchoring these down by writing them. Um, And how I'd love you to approach this and how I approach this is I always set an intention for the overall year ahead. And so in the first episode of Star Being, I mentioned that 2023 for me was a year of courage. And that really um, made me step into my voice. It really made me step and up and face my fears. And by the end of the year, I, I was fully embodied in that word. And so I want you to think carefully about... Know the the word that you're casting and what how you want to feel and how you want to be embodied this year of 2024, and sharing with you my intention for this year is focused. And why I'm choosing focused is we have a limited bandwidth, especially with our attention, and. In a world full of distractions that is constantly vying for our attention, me conserving and considering and curating the quality of what I allow in and what I want to calibrate my internal meter for greatness is, is so important. So I'm focusing on what is worthy of my time and my attention. And so becoming laser focused in what I, yeah, what I am allowing in my life. And so I would love you to share with me your intention for this year. And so coming back to working with the seasons, setting your intention, setting your visionary goals, thinking about how you want to feel. And then when our sun moves into Capricorn season, which is from the 15th of January, this is where we, the signs really lead on from each other because the Capricorn energy is now going into an earth sign And Capricorn is oriented towards practicality and discipline and long-term planning. So Capricorn is all about creating those solid foundations and about these tangible achievements. So using the expansive energy that we created our visionary goals in Sagittarius season and now looking at them through the lens and the energy of Capricorn, we can now overlay more of like this strategic planning and more of this methodical approach to it. So this focus on building and organizing and really focusing on those tangible results. So Saturn is governed by Saturn and it's associated with structure and discipline. And more of the the practical aspect of that, you know, that disciplined pursuit of our goals. So, when we look at the Sagittarius and the Capricorn energy, it is really building on each other, and that's why I love to use both energies when I'm setting my visions for um, the year. And so, Sagittarius is very much the vision. And then so going from vision to reality. So Saturn, I'm sorry, Sagittarius is that visionary energy that is going to give us that inspiration and grand vision. And then Capricorn with its practicality is going to help us translate those visions into our tangible goals and steps that we need to take. So as well as working with the astrological zodiac months, I also work with the Dasha periods. And in Vedic astrology, Dasha periods are also called planetary periods. And these influence your life in a cyclical manner. So these periods are actually determined based on the position of the moon at the time of your birth. And so each Dasha, I like to call them chapters. And so each of these chapters in our life is associated with a specific planet and each of the planets has, you know, it's higher vibrational qualities and it's lower vibrational qualities. So again, that's why we want to know what planet is governing and influencing us and, you know, how we can use this um, to help us with insights and timing of events and our life themes as well. So depending on when you were born, you might have been born into the beginning, middle or end of the, any of the nine planetary periods. And this is, you know, when we start to understand that, or it's said that our soul chooses the cycles that we have, um, and, and when they start, so we can work with this energy. And I have found it immensely powerful to work with the energy now, but also to understand the chapters that I've been through in my life and, and why certain things um, unfolded and where I had energy. It It's just very illuminating. And so the total number of years of the combined dashes, add up to 120 years and in Ayurveda, the science of life, which is the sister science to Vedic astrology, this is actually the normal span of a human life. And so really this opportunity for us to have a complete cycle of all of the planets to really tap into their energies and so, when we're working with this in Vedic astrology, we look at the major planetary period. So, looking at what planet you were born under, and the length of the dasha varies for each planet. So, some of the planets um, have different ranging ages. So, a period or a chapter can be between six to 20 years. And this these chapters or this period really sets the tone for significant events and experiences in your life. And with this as well, there is a sub-period. So within each major planetary period, there is a sub-period associated with other planets. So this offers a more detailed insight into specific areas of your life during that time. So what we look at is we look at the planet that is currently governing or influencing your life or your chapter and we look at the vibrational qualities of that planet, tapping into the higher aspects of it. But then we also look at your birth chart and see where this planet is positioned because depending on what house it is in will influence what is being highlighted for you. And so, when we understand these planetary energies, um, this is where we can start to understand the the themes and where we should be putting our energy. And so, for example, the sun is associated with vitality and career, the moon with our emotions and our mind, Mars with energy and action, and when we analyze which what our current dasha is. It gives, it can provide this guidance and we can really have uh, like harness and navigate these energies. And um, this is where the power of Vedic astrology comes into play. And so we can really use this as a life planning tool. So using the Dasha period to help plan your life more effectively and we can anticipate Um, the influence of upcoming planetary periods. So aligning your activities and your decisions with these cosmic energies and, you know, choosing auspicious time for significant life events, career changes, educational pursuits and personal development. And so we can really maximize our potential and focus on, you know, the, the strengths of the dominant planet And, you know, if we are having a particularly challenging chapter or period, we can also start to remedy this as well. But this is how I really use the cosmic energy for this strategic planning. And just going into this in a little bit more depth so you can fully understand it, I changed my major planetary period in 2022. I went into my major Saturn Dasha and the Saturn Dasha is a 19 year period and I'm currently in a sub period of Saturn. So I've got Saturn, Saturn influencing me at the moment and Saturn is the planet of um, time, but it's also um, really focused on enlightenment and spirituality as well. Saturn is uh, typically a period where we're building something that's real and lasting focusing on hard work in our career uh, focusing on discipline and organization it's where we're focusing on our legacy we're um, leaning into the qualities of of discipline and dedication and then so tapping into those higher vibrational aspects definitely since I have come into this period I've become even more disciplined (laughs) and then when you look at where this planet is placed for me in my second house the second house rules knowledge and education and imagination but it also governs speaking teaching and lecturing and Now I like looking, having this lens, you can understand why having this podcast has really been on my heart because it's tied back to this second house. It's highlighting so much energy in this house right now. So in a way I'm focusing on education, I'm speaking, I'm teaching. And so this is really strong here. And this is where I know that I can put this energy And so, where this planet placement is for me is also around hidden healing techniques. It also gives me discipline, like I said, and this psychic, mystical healing is also activated for me. So, this is, yeah, just a beautiful lens to really consciously and intentionally um, navigate. Um, Yeah, our major life goals and vision. So when I am planning with my clients, we will always look at the Dasha periods and tap into that as they're planning out their year. And the other thing that I work with during the year is the moon cycles. And so for the last couple of years, I've had my monthly membership called She is Cosmic. And this is where we work with the moon cycles. So in Vedic astrology, the moon is connected to our mind and our emotions. And so in this membership, I intimately work with what zodiac sign the moon is transiting in and working with the new moon and the full moon. And so generally speaking, the new moon is a time where it's a dark moon. So it's typically a time where we will plant intentions and also a time where we will be more introspective, It's usually a time um, where a woman is on her bleed. And so, yes, there is that more connecting to uh, intuition. And then on the full moon cycle, which is connected to ovulation, it's also more of a social time. It's a time where there's the spotlight and things come to the surface. Things are illuminated in our life. And this is a really good opportunity where we can Release and do that deep, deeper healing work and releasing so we can create space for what it is that we really want in our life. And so working with these moon cycles monthly is this opportunity to really connect to our emotional state, our physical body, and also just consciously creating and and checking in. And so I love this practice. It has really um, been a beautiful one for me. So um, these are all the ways that I, you know, embody these natural cycles of the universe. And so I hope this has been um, illuminating for you on ways that you can really use the cosmic energy that is available to you um to yeah really lean into your vision for this year and what is on your heart and yeah i would love to know um what you thought of this episode and let me know your intention for this year i will speak to you really soon thanks for tuning into star being may the wisdom shared resonate in your soul until next time stay connected and keep reaching for the stars this is star being signing off